We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This is Kirk Henderson and Josh Bo coming to you on Friday nights just after 10 o'clock, which is a reasonable time for a podcast i'm delighted by this <laughs> uh the dallas mavericks just fell to the orlando magic in their second preseason game 110 105 josh how you doing doing pretty good um a little choked up about jason kidd's undefeated preseason record going up in flames but i'll, I'll manage to make through it make it through this podcast i didn't know that i yeah. like i tend to turn down the volume when i'm writing just because i'll like you know, like they'll they'll throw they'll throw things like that at me, and that'll completely like ruin my train of thought. Anyhow, um, you know, it was a it was an interesting game, I think. So, just as a quick summary, if you missed it, Friday night preseason game. Don't really blame me if you decided to opt out and go <laughs> do something else. Um, Luka Doncic started with Reggie Bullock, JaVale McGee, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, and then in a, a late uh, interesting ad was Jaden Hardy um the Mavericks came out early looked really good uh offensively at least Luka Doncic looked outstanding um and the Mavericks sort of took it to the the uh Magic and you know when Luka was playing the game was in control in the second half they sat Luka Christian Wood had a chance to cook by himself did a pretty good job and then in the fourth quarter they played you know kind of the entire back end of the bench guys that you know, or trying to make the roster, things like, you know, there's a, a Tyler Hall, um, McKinley Wright, and at that point the, the lid was just on the basket for the Mavericks, and they didn't play very good defense, and the the Magic basically just quietly put them away. Yeah, I think the, you know, the story of this game is the Mavericks are only, there's only one more preseason game left. They're only playing three of these, so I have to imagine that third preseason game, the starters are the important players. There's not going to be a ton of minutes for them if they even play at all. Right. But the first half was aside from, you know, 
the six minutes Hardy got uh, because he started, it was all the main guys. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that was the closest we're going to see uh, before the season starts something resembling like the normal rotation. And I'm, nothing too shocking or surprising, but it was just it was just cool to see so quickly into the preseason, like, oh, this is what it's going to look like. Because, you know, with Luca coming off Eurobasket, I, I honestly wasn't sure how much he was going to play this preseason. But he played almost, you know, he played 18 minutes in the first half. That's pretty good. And he looked great. And kind of everything went according to plan, uh, aside from Hardy starting, which was, you know, probably just a nod to, you know, reward him for So I'm, I'm curious win. about that. I'm really curious about that, and I wrote the, I the, I devoted kind of a whole blurb to this, to in my recap mainly because I just don't really know what to write about preseason games. That's sounding like an idiot, um, and I sort of wonder if they're seeing what they have with him in the with the rest of the key players to see if he can maybe float them some minutes because. Our, our sort of overarching question for the entire offseason, once once Brunson left, was how are they going to replace these backup minutes? They've uh, they've talked to to us, you know, in the media about Spencer Dinwiddie and Luca, you know, pretty much being it. And then they're going to buy minutes elsewhere. Well, I was been under the impression Dinwiddie's going to start, and Dinwiddie didn't start tonight, which is you know that is what it is. But I I didn't mind the the hardy minutes. I mean, he's he's a willing shooter. Um, defensively I think they'll get picked on a little bit but I I I don't the the sort of lineups that they're wanting to put out like you know I think the JaVale McGee defensive presence is a lot is like really overstated um and and what if they just are are trying to see what they have because I I just think that the backup point guard minutes become an issue at some point and if you can spread Luca and and Spencer out for as much as possible and really only need them for the fourth quarter together. I think that could serve the Mavericks. Well, now I'm probably wildly overstating this because it's preseason and maybe Jaden Hardy just goes away, but I'm at the point right now where (laughs) through summer league and preseason, I, the Hardy minutes are not causing me consternation. I'm enjoying them and I'm not, you know, maybe it's not fair to, you know, young Josh green, but I, I just, he he's not he's not taken away from things. Am, am I just missing the boat there? No, no. I mean, I mean he, I mean he didn't play particularly great, but like you said, you know, he only had one turnover in twenty minutes, five fouls, which goes that's yeah, you know, like up. rookie numbers. But only one turnover in twenty minutes, which is nice. I mean, but he was two of ten, one of five from three, so he didn't really do all too much. But like you said, he didn't look like wildly uh, out of place on the floor. I just assumed he was starting because, you know, it was kid rewarding him for basically single-handedly winning that game one. And then maybe just being like, what does he look like next to Luca? And you know what he looks like is just kind of like an off ball uh, shooting point guard, you know, like he's got kind of the frame of a bigger point guard, but he plays like a two guard. So when you've got a six, seven, six, eight point guard, it actually kind of, Makes a little I mean, sense. They watched it with so, Brunson. Like, yeah. it, it, obviously, they're not even remotely similar players, but you get away with the size archetype for periods of time. I don't know. I I hate to, I hate to read too much into it, but I I've been thinking about this, and and I have you know you you know me. I talk to like everybody who DMs me, and one of the things that I I try to tell people who think that the Mavericks are going to win just a ton of games is that they still don't have enough bodies. They still don't have enough guys. You need 
10 guys that you can trust night in and night out because of injuries, because of nights off, because sometimes guys just don't have it. And right now I think the Mavericks have eight. That's not to say they're going to be bad or anything. It's just there's there's a little more variance to the outcome. And if Hardy can somehow, you know, find his way into that 10 to 11 man rotation during the season and buy Dallas time, I think that's really important. Yeah, that'd be really cool. And uh, I think it especially correlates with the thing that I noticed the most in the first half was that Frank Milikina and Dwight Powell did not play at all in the first half. And so I think presumably we all thought that Frank, you know, Frank was going to be in the, the, yeah. I thought that that says a lot, right? I think Mm -hmm. um, uh, presumably a lot of us thought, you know, what the Mavericks have been saying, uh, at least public publicly saying is, you know, Frank is going to be in the mix for backup point guard minutes, but he didn't get, he didn't look particularly great in that first preseason game. Didn't come off the bench. kind of surprising and I wonder you know if the Hardy thing was just an experiment where those six minutes that Hardy played in the first half would those normally go to Frank and like the regular season so so we'll have to see how much of the Hardy thing was an experiment or you know shifting of what kid is actually thinking about doing for the regular season but the no Dwight thing uh I don't know if it's it might be surprising for a long time Mass fans because he's just he is inevitable like he's been on this team for so long and he always plays like (laughs) It's just crazy. I don't remember a time. When was the last time Dwight Powell was healthy and not part of like the rotation? Like when he first got yeah. traded here? 2015. Uh, like 2015. Yeah. yeah. So doing? like, it's crazy. But then you look at it and you're like, okay, well, if McGee starts, you're, and you're playing wood and Kleba off the bench, like, and you're, you know, you're not going to necessarily play a ton of two big lineups. It looks like, like, where's Powell going to get in minutes unless, you know, one of those guys needs a night off or there's an injury. So I thought that was, it was both kind of surprising and also, Oh, well, I guess this makes sense. If the Mavericks are really committed to, you know, having, you know, one of Luca or Dinwiddie on the floor, uh, you know, there are two, a uh, two defensive wings, whether it's Bullock, uh, Finney Smith, uh, Josh green, and then, you know, playing another big, like McGee or Wood, or you play, they played, the only time they played two bigs in the first half was Wood and, and Kleba, and they're both shooters. So it was kind of cool. They always, I mean, they always had four or five shooters on the floor in the first half. So uh, I thought that was like, that was the big takeaway for me was those two guys not getting off the off the bench in the first half when it looked like the Mavericks were kind of playing it like a, like a real game. Well, and then that allows me to pivot to the next thing I want to talk about, and it's specific to Luka Doncic, who, like you said, looked great. This is a thing that I saw him do in a Eurobasket play, and I was curious as to how – and he did it a lot. And I was curious to see when it would come to the NBA. Please tell me if I'm wrong here. I have been seeing him use a jump stop step through to just get defenders lost in ways that he did not do last year. Uh, he, he did it once and threw a behind the back pass to a corner. Don't know. Don't know who shot the ball. Cause the ball didn't go in, but just, and then he's made a, he's had a couple of makes and an, and one off it. Do you, do you know what move I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, yeah, I think I know. Is it when he gets in the middle of the floor and just kind of, yeah. And know. he does like a two foot jump stop and in just, you know, he, he pump fakes on the jump stop and either passes out of it 
or steps through it like he's doing like a show and go type move like we used to do in the eighth grade on post-up moves <laughs> like <laughs> just real old man like i'm just having fun with the defense type stuff and when he if he gets a guy in the air he almost always does something really cool with it and then if he doesn't he just shoots the ball um <laughs> and, and and like goes for the straight up laying and he's just he uses his uh his his size strength and and really going at his own pace in such fun to watch ways. Now I'm sure he's done this before. Somebody's going to come at me tomorrow, but I've just been noticing this on moves more and more with how he does it. And it's, it's just a lot of fun to watch. And that then allows me to pivot directly into probably the thing that most people are going to take away from this is that the Christian Wood Luka Doncic pick and roll combo is going to be mean. Oh yeah, Wood is as advertised on the on the offensive end of the floor so far. And the nice thing is, you know, I think what a couple preseasons ago, when Josh Richardson hit every single three pointer, and I think we all were trying to temper our expectations, but people got really excited. Uh, the difference is, Wood. I mean, like this is kind of what Wood does, right? Like the last two to three years, I mean, he has just been an offensive machine. I, I mean, he's not a volume shooter. Like I know that people want to like talk about, you know, good stats, bad team guy, but usually those guys get their stats because there's no one else on the team. They just kind of put up a bunch of shots until they get Mm -hmm. their points and rebound. I mean, Wood has been basically like a 50, 40 guy for the last two years. I mean, so, you know, as bad as those Rockets teams were, you can't, like you can't fake, you know, being a starter and shooting 50% from the floor, like on, on, you know, high volume of, uh, of attempts and they're not just layups. Like yeah, this is like the real deal and him being in the Mavericks, you know, kind of flowing offense with Luca and spacing. I mean, it just, it looks real good. And I know it's preseason, but man, I mean, this is kind of what he's been doing the last three years. Uh, and it's going to be, like you said, they're going to be, I think you said this on Twitter, they're going to just be a pain in the ass for teams to try to guard, especially like in a regular season where, teams are not necessarily getting the most detailed scouting reports because there's it's such a grind and there's not as much practice time as you want like the Mavericks are just going to be able to pick and roll some teams to death well so so here's something and you know I'm gonna bother people with this but I did not deep dive Christian Wood at all I wanted to see him play with Luca and get a sense of what his game could be like with Luca because to a degree what he's done before ultimately doesn't matter um And what I saw tonight, particularly on the roll, he drew two fouls at the basket in ways that Dwight Powell cannot. You know, Dwight gets fouled on oops, but he doesn't get fouled on catches because guys know that if you get Dwight Powell on the catch on a dive, he's not really going to do anything with it. And that's not Dwight's fault. You know, we see him a couple of times when he just, he does these moves where he shoots the ball all the way over the rim somehow because he's just like trying to get up a shot and get an attempt. Whereas Woods, much longer wingspan, causes defense's problems. He's got a lot more balance when he's on the catch and he's in the middle of the lane. There were just, there are things on the roll that I was not, I've been told about, but I hadn't actually seen other than a few highlights. Because in my brain, a lot of what I was expecting was Wood creating space for Luca the way KP created space for Luca early in that 2019-20 run when Luca was just cooking at the rim. And yes, that's an element of what we're going to get. But the dive elements and the way Luca found him on a couple of like just nifty threading of the needle, 
it's you know you know this and and anybody that's ever played like the role man it's not easy i think it's really overstated by fans it's like oh he's got to set the screen and go to the basket no 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 you got to know where to roll you can't roll just to any one spot you got to notice the defense in front of you you got to notice where the wing defense is on the help it's there's a lot of elements to it and it's it's not a simple process and if the mavericks uh, can get you know, Luca and, and Wood to have some some reasonable chemistry, then it's just gonna be a it's gonna be a pain. Yeah, and I think the thing with Wood that we just haven't seen here in forever, and especially especially since Luca's been drafted, is he's just he is just the world's better athlete than any pick and roll partner that Luca has had in terms yeah. of just explosiveness. And, and this includes this, this includes Porzingis. Porzingis yeah. didn't have any burst. Right. You know, Porzingis was a good dunker and, and, and things like that and had a good length. But in terms of like speed burst acceleration, you know, Pal has some of that, but he just has his, you know, six ten wingspan or whatever it is. So it's tough for it's tough for him to go through guys, uh, when your body's built like that. But Wood is not built like that to say the least. So it's like, you know, it's been something the Mavericks haven't really had since you know, I want to say maybe like the Tyson Chandler, Brandon Wright years, where they just they could just these they just have the horses now for in the in the pick and roll, and and they just didn't have that before. And and Wright just sticks out like a sore. Th- I mean, Wood, apologies, just sticks out like a sore thumb because like before it just kind of felt like the Mavericks. You know, with Powell, they developed him into a, a great rim runner, and he he a lot of uh, you know give a lot of props to him for developing and working on his game to get to that. But Wood is just unfairly just naturally gifted in a way that you know pal can work on stuff as much as he wants but he's not his arms aren't going to grow three inches long like you know like it's just mm-hmm. wood is just mm-hmm. an explosive athlete and they just haven't had that uh for a big guy uh in the last since luke has been drafted and yeah. how often have we wanted like you know the mavericks have been a very floor-bound team since luke has been drafted they just don't have a ton uh, of explosive athletes. aggressive athletes yeah. yeah and sometimes you just need guys like that so luca can just throw the ball up and let them go get it um kind of like a you know quarterback with a freak freak athlete wide receiver like you just sometimes you just need that uh and it just adds a bit of dynamic uh dynamicism to the mavericks flow and lineup and it's it's fun to watch and i hope it continues the regular season i mean it should i mean what is He's not, it's not like he's doing stuff he hasn't done before. So it's fun to watch. Well, and the rest of the starters were kind of hit or miss for me. Reggie Bullock just continues to look like that perfect plug and play player with Luca. Um, they even got him a nifty little layup in the rim on kind of a, a long developing curl play where Luca found him on like a 30 foot pass. Yeah. Um, Dorian just. Dorian just is another guy he just he's great he's great I love you know Dorian is just I'm glad that he has just taken over this spot in my heart that you know four years ago five years ago where I was just like he was dead to me because he couldn't hit anything (laughs) and he he just he just looks great I'm I'm really I'm really pleased Dorian Finney-Smith is a maverick JaVale McGee did what I expected um which was a a nothing (laughs) um kind of yeah, a I, I just, nice plays, but he also yeah, he's had a, a negative nine plays. in eleven minutes. Yeah. I'm sorry, like being a negative nine in eleven minutes, and again, eleven minutes of preseason action. I hear what people are telling me. He had one real cool dunk. Um, he did. It was really cool. He also like his gravity was pretty apparent too on a couple of pick and rolls with Luca, where the like the 
because he's rolling hard, not on, on, it was a side pick and roll almost. Um, and, and the defense just had to collapse because if the defense didn't come down on McGee, Luca would have thrown it to McGee instead. He kicked it out to the corner for an open three. So like the, the elements there, I think are going to be pretty valuable. I think I, I also, he also looked totally gassed a couple of times, which is going to be, I think, a theme that people are going to need to get used to. He's not going to play more than 20 minutes a game. Um, he may start quarters. He may play spots here and there, but it's he's a burst player, um, and, and that'll be something to see. Yeah. I'm trying to think if, he, if – He's so big, too. When you talk about huge. him rolling to the rim, like – that's something that differentiates him from like when Dwight or Maxi set screens and roll. Like he just he forces people to pay attention to him when he goes to yep. when he moves to the rim. Well, and then there's the I, the, I can't believe we talked about him earlier, but it was really nice to see Tim Hardaway play. I yeah, just his first I like, game since January, right? Yeah, I, I you know not a stellar game, not a terrible game. It was just a Tim Hardaway game where you could see you know he's a big guy, confident shooter. Just I'm glad to have him back is 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 what I'll say. Yep, same here. Yeah. Nothing much else to say. Just he glad he played, you know, he played 15 minutes. I felt like he played a lot, but I mean that's good. Like he needs yep. to get his feet under him. So that was good to see. Yeah. You know, past that you go through the box score, look at some different guys. There's not like a ton to see. Like it was a to me it's pretty disappointing Josh Green game. Um relative yeah, kind to of what the, we've seen prior, but maybe he was due to step back a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, I think what what sucked was not, you know, the, the box score line is is what it is, but it was kind of like the opposite of his game one. Like remember how we were like, man, he was he was assertive, he was aggressive, he felt controlled, he was making like the right reads without yeah, a lot of know, rookie. Was, yeah, a lot of last year Josh Green mistakes. Yeah, like yeah, that that was that was unfortunate. A lot of you know, passing up shots and just basically all the good things he did in game one, he did the opposite in this game. Which, yeah. yeah. I'm probably still going to have to deal with that as he, as he keeps getting minutes and, you know, keeps developing. Well, I think we've kind of hit on the high points. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So according to the broadcast, they have a scrimmage at some point this week, and then they play against the Jazz next Friday. Which we got between preseason games, right? I know it's just that's how much it's like the NFL is doing this too, where it's like you want to see people play in highly competitive situations, but like Jalen Suggs got hurt for the Magic tonight, yeah, and like Suggs, yeah, and it's like like you, who wants to get hurt in a preseason game? You know, Christian Wood rolled his ankle. It's like I understand why these teams are doing this, and yeah, we yep. what it might end up being is kind of just like the NFL, where the first four weeks are pretty sloppy. But you'd rather have that when the games actually count than play like six preseason games. I mean, as much yeah. as you know, I, I, I love our our guy Brent Brooks. Uh, you know, one of our new contributors is like totally sold on McKinley Wright. And I was just like telling me the other night, like, man, McKinley Wright is not making this team. <laughs> it's not his fault there's no roster spots yeah he's like, a training is, camp invite right and it you know it's it's you know it's like tyler dorsey was ugh, again um it was it's just such a like these there's not much to see for these guys who are extremely unlikely to make the team so it it just kind of is what it is um, yeah when you have a team that's like the expectations for the mavericks all those guys they're playing for they're auditioning for other teams for the most mm-hmm, part mm-hmm. I mean, we'll continue to push out stuff over the next week. Like, I recorded a podcast with a friend of the program, Matt Moore, who I think is, like, finally high on the Mavericks, which is either really good or really bad, depending on your point of view. Um, he had some really <laughs> he had some really interesting arguments about why he thinks the Mavericks will overperform their Vegas over-under, uh, like, definitely beat their win total, which I think is, like, at 48.5. 
um, why he thinks the Jalen, like the, the betting markets in particular, are really overselling the Jalen Brunson loss. Uh, and also, he has a bet down for Luca to lead the league in points and assists. He just thinks we're going to get like James Harden's peak season on steroids with usage from Luca. I'm not sure, but like there are times when I could see why he would think that. And, you know, we, over the next couple of like, we're going to have plenty of time over the next two weeks. I think it's 12 days till opening day where we're just going to overanalyze everything. I'm going to, I'm going to get a kick out of this. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, there's still, you know, I mean, it feels like training camp just started. So, you know, there's still much yeah. more to, to digest. That's right. And there'll be practices and things out. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, I don't know if you and I talked about this, but there's a fun little line out from um, like Tim Cato's last kind of reported piece that said, uh, hey, the Mavericks aren't super into Christian Wood's effort, which tickled me because it was <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, that's what every team nice. has a problem with. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this has been great. Uh, you know, we're going to do, I'll do a Mavs uh, after show here with uh, live on Spotify. And then um, we're going to record a few more things probably going into next week. And, uh, you know, we'll probably record next week. I'm having half the staff over to my house uh, to watch uh, watch the, the last preseason game. But, you know, we'll see if we actually record something. Maybe I'll just turn on my mic and we can record us yelling about the game and then we'll post that. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> like that. That's right. All right, guys, keep coming to uh, Mavs Money Bowl. We got a lot of stuff up over the next several days. Still got a lot of preseason content we've had in the can that we're slowly rolling out. Player previews, what we think about other teams, division previews, what other team sites think about us. There's a really good one from <laughs> Ben Zadell last week where the, the Grizzlies blog, uh, my guy Parker Fleming, answered some questions about the Mavericks. It's, I really like a lot of what we're putting out. We're putting out a lot of volume, volume shooting. We're the, the Tim Hardaway of Mavs blogs, I guess, but <laughs> Hey, uh, you know, we, we appreciate your support and uh, please leave us a rating and a review and all that good stuff. And we will talk to you at some point this week. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com with over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day. Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.